Hello and welcome to the fourth episode of Polo Talk, the Kano Polo Podcast. My name, my name is Holger Dietrich and I'm the host of the show. Before we start with today's episode, I want to thank you again for the support, feedback and for listening to that podcast. And now I want to introduce my guest for today. He started playing in the age of 12 in 2006 as the youngest of four brothers in a Kano Polo family. He was playing with the Danish under-21 national team from 2011 until 2015 and was able to win the silver medal with his team in 2014 and 15. He is an actual national team player of Denmark and became top scorer in the 2019 European Championship in the senior man category. On club level, he competed or still compete in the leagues of Denmark, Italy, Great Britain, Germany and the CPSL in China. He became multiple champion in Denmark with the Silkeborg Sonar, champion in GB with uh, friends of LNBU Liverpool and unofficial champion in Germany in 2020 with ACC Hamburg. I saw him grow up since 2011 when he, he and his team competed against my under-21 teams in several tournaments and was interested for his past to become a top-level player in the men category. I'm happy to have him as my guest today. Warmly welcome, Andreas Iversen. Thank you very much. Hello, Andreas, and thank you for join, joining me today and uh, make that recording happen because you told me you just came out of a 24-hour exam. Um, what is that and what do you study to have a 24-hour exam? That sounds crazy. Yeah, yeah, I'm studying to uh, to become a, a rocket scientist. No, no, I'm not. I'm studying to uh, to become uh, to become a teacher, uh, actually in Danish. And then, uh, yeah, we had this 24-hour exam. Uh, which was uh, pretty rough, I would say. I've only slept around 90 minutes, uh, but uh, then maybe I could have uh, prepared a bit more. But uh, yeah, a bit tired, but also uh, very happy that uh, that the exam is done and uh, and now can look forward to to just uh, chill for a bit. Okay, so you study to become a teacher in in Danish, so you are like a. A language teacher or I mean it's not a language because it's like your mother language um, but why do you have 24-hour exams I've never heard of stuff like this no it's actually also uh, it's actually also my first one uh, and why we have them I actually don't know um, but I think that it's because of uh, trying to deal with uh, the ex uh, anxiety around uh, and uh, Yeah, around the, around the exams. So I'm trying to take a bit of the pressure off. Yeah, and it's actually it's uh, I actually like that uh, that form uh, of exam. But uh, yeah, it's a pretty uh, it's a it's a pretty rough run uh, if you're not fully prepared for it. Then there's a lot of uh, reading you need to do within the 24 hours. And it it basically it basically the the exam is basically like. Um, Yeah, you get this. Uh, you get this subject. Um, you need to. Yeah, sorry, my I haven't been speaking English for quite a while, and uh, yeah, <laughs> it's a bit slow. But yeah, you get this subject. Uh, you need to. Uh, you need to figure out how to deal with, and then you. Uh, you have 24 hours to complete the exam, and then uh, yeah, send it. Okay, but yeah, you you're sitting at home. You don't sit like 24 hours in a school or university. Ah no 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 it's uh, it's fully uh, it's fully dear, like uh, over the internet and just uh, okay. just uh, completing the test there. Yeah, it's, it still sounds crazy for me and uh, don't uh, don't matter um, with your English it sounds pretty good and uh, I mean you're the first um, not native 
speaker here in the podcast. So um, thank you again for doing this. <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> no, no pressure. No, no. And I got used to it a little, and uh, now I will. Um, I will stop talking about stuff we don't we can't talk about so we uh, switching to polo Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> so i think it's easier to talk about that and Definitely. so as i said in the introduction you are uh, the youngest of four brothers um, so and all of your brothers played kano polo and still playing um, yeah in, they played national team all of them and you're still playing together in the in the club team in denmark i think so how how is that like How can I imagine that when you're sitting at your parents' house? Are you only talking about Kanupuro or is there some other subjects you talk about? <laughs> It used to be only talking about uh, only talking about polo and sports in general. But uh, all of my three brothers, they have uh, three children each. So, uh, so therefore, even though we like to talk ourselves and like to... And like to uh, Yeah, to just have a have a good talk about polo and sport in general, then uh, then there's a lot of other things that uh, comes up during family dinners and stuff like that, uh, just because of the kids. Um, so it has uh, it has changed a bit over the years, I would say. Yeah. Okay. That's that's true. I can see that when there is like little kids running around, uh, there's a focus on on the kids. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> and 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 when did you start, and how does that does that happen? So you started in 2006, so it's already already 15 years. So you start at a young age. Yeah, yeah, almost 15 years now. Yeah, I started in in 2006. Um, I was playing a lot of other different sports, but mainly playing football. But at a very early age, I I learned that my knees weren't uh, that good. And uh, also, I looked. Uh, I looked up to my brothers, and they played this very unfamiliar sport called canoe polo. And then, uh, then one day, I just decided to yeah to just try it out a bit. And uh, yeah, I've never looked back since. I loved it from the from the get go. Um, actually, a fun story is that the first time I tried playing canoe polo was uh, also the first time. Uh, One of my best friends, Matthias, he tried canoe polo, so we we actually started the exact same day uh, together. That's really cool. Yeah, it's actually quite cool. So you're talking about Matthias. Matthias uh, um, uh, Keegan. Keegan. I just forgot the name. Sorry, uh, sorry, Matthias. <laughs> that's that's pretty cool. Yeah. And your brothers played before, so you're you're the last. Uh, um, kid um, growing up to this dynasty. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It was also it was also kind of meant to be like four brothers all enjoying sport and all enjoying having a good time, and then none of them with uh, with uh, very good knees. So therefore, a lot of sports are just uh, not a possibility. Like you're still playing with them. How yeah. is that? I mean. I'm sure your older brothers um, give you advice and tips um, for how to play, but after the years when you get better and better and probably better than them, is it still that they give you advice or you start to give advice to them? Um, I think that the, I think that when if if I thought that I knew it all, then 
I think that I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't evolve and I wouldn't become a better player. Uh, and, and and they have just played for so many years and they have uh, learned the game in, in very different ways that yeah. I have. Um, so they still give me a lot of uh, advice and uh, and we all, we often talk about how to improve in different ways. We also play four different positions, uh, so therefore there's a lot of different views on how to play the game and stuff like that. That I think is is very valuable if you want to learn about the game and figuring out how it looks from a yeah for an example a goalkeeping perspective uh, in defense uh, stuff like that. So they still give me loads of advice, uh, and uh, I try to learn as much from it as I can. Um, and then of course over the years I have uh, now yeah I've now be- I've now become in a position where I can uh, where I can. Yeah, give some advice back to them as well, uh, and they are also uh, they also want to learn and also want to become better still. So, so therefore, it's a perfect uh, setup for for all of us. Yeah, that's that sounds good. Um, I just uh, just wonder what uh, interesting um, view on that uh, family business. <laughs> yeah, um, and because I have two brothers too, as you know, and I play and. Uh, I tr- always try to to learn from from my coaches, when not my brothers, and uh, but I think I give more like how we play the next uh, situation to my brothers than they do to me. But that's probably just um, <laughs> I don't know why. But uh, I mean, our age difference is not as high as yours, so probably that's the reason. Um, but yeah, yeah, maybe it's interesting. Yeah, but also I think it 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 uh, uh, I think it's 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 also because that none of us really really don't really know how to stay quiet. Um, <laughs> so everybody wants to talk, and then yeah, every now and then something somebody say says something clever you can use. Uh, you just need to put a filter on it, I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> and oh fuck, it, I forgot my my, my next uh, question. No, no Oh yeah, no, and 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 Pixie also he played with a with a Deventer, and also yeah, and still do and, and still do. Okay, and also your your oldest, or oh, is Pixie the oldest? I don't know. Yeah, Pixie is the, the oldest, and then uh, Jeppe and then yeah. Yannick. And and Jeppe also played with Deventer for some years, so I'm sure there's um kind of a influence from that side. Yeah, definitely, definitely. They actually uh, Jeppe and Pixie they they lived in uh, in Deventer for. I think it was one year uh, where they just yeah lived there, worked as um, painters and carpenters, I think, and then just uh, played polo every day, learning from the best team to ever do it. So um, a lot of the uh, yeah they've learned a lot from from Deventer and and the Dutch uh, canoe polo in general. That's that's good. I mean, so also yeah, putting the whole completely life to become a better polo player that's that's a great um passion yeah so it's really passionate to to do this and yeah. uh, i think it's as you said like to to learn from older players and hear the advice yeah so all younger people who listen to that yeah listen to andreas <laughs> what he said <laughs> <laughs> often it's it's good to listen to older people um, um older players who saw a lot uh in the game yeah so yeah, definitely. 
Thank you for that. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes pretty tough with kids. Yeah. Um, so, are you coaching kids? Uh, if we are talking about kids already, because to give your um, experience to younger players, yeah. Uh, at the moment, I actually don't uh, don't coach any kids teams or, or kids whatsoever. Uh, but that's also mainly due to the fact that I live in Copenhagen, uh, but still represent Silkeborg, and then there's. Yeah, the, the the training in general is therefore a lot more difficult. Um, but I do uh, shooting coaching uh, and practice practicing for for a number of players and teams in in Denmark. Um, so not the uh, polo uh, coaching, but uh, but shooting coaching. Okay, it's interesting. But how can I imagine that? So how how does that work? So what are you doing with them? Basically, for example, this year and last year, I've been the shooting coach of uh, of the Skorsole team, uh, Lokomotiv Skorsole, uh, which is uh, which is a top of uh, which is a top team in Denmark. And then basically, I just uh, I just train them regarding shoot, like regarding shooting. So so we take a lot of video of their shooting, both in canoe polo and just standing, uh, throwing to each other, throwing up against walls. And then we just uh, analyze, or I analyze their shots, their strength and their weaknesses. Um, and then we put together a program designed to uh, trying to figure out uh, if they can evolve new shots or what kind of shots maybe would fit them the, the most. Uh, for an example, if uh, one of the guys has a really fast snappy shot, then maybe try to And he's not uh, he's not really benefiting from it. Then try to uh, figure out how to how to find a solution and find a shot for him that can be uh, at an international level and not only be good in the in the Danish league but uh, also in yeah on the international level. So uh, it's a it's a big uh, it's a big nerd alert. But uh, yeah, I think you need to nerd it a lot. That's that sounds pretty. Um time intensive so if you're doing all the video um like filming it and analyze it and try to figure out and show players how to become better but i really like that idea so yeah it's actually uh, it's actually been been quite the success i would say uh, it was actually yannick who uh, who started doing it with me and matthias in i think around 2013 And then, uh, yeah, it was just in the in the very beginning of uh, of making programs and trying to become a better shooter and just all around uh, get a bit of ball handling and uh, and stuff like that. But now it it's uh, it's with uh, individual uh, programs and uh, general programs and uh, stuff like that. So yeah, I use it a lot myself myself and and I've done it for yeah a lot of years now. It's It's really it's it's really cool. I'm just like whoa, uh, I've never I've, I've never heard about this. Uh, I don't know if uh, other people do that, but I mean it was a big success for you and Matthias for sure. And I know from bad experience that you both are pretty hard shooters, <laughs> sorry <and good> shooters. <laughs> I, it's fine. I can uh, now I can laugh about this. Uh, to to make the background. Um, Andreas and Matthias and the Danish national team beat my under-21 team, also, which I coached in 
2014 in the semi-final and also in 2015 in the semi-final at European World Championships. And both of them were um, pretty meaningful for the teams and scored a lot of goals. So, yeah, that's <laughs> why it's a bad, bad experience for me. But it's it's nice to see. And uh, when I when I when I think about uh, when I saw you the first time playing, um, not saying you're you're like a just like a stick. Ah, it's close um, to. But <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, yeah, you you grow. <laughs> Not uh, only from the age, you grow also to um, um, as a player and also muscles, and so um, it's incredible improvement, I guess. I actually, I actually have a question question for that. Uh, was were you yeah. the one that nicknamed me uh, uh, Die Kleine Dreier? So for sure not Die Kleine Dreier because D would be like a female. Uh, then it, then um, it would be actually it would be funnier if it was. <laughs> <laughs> it would be, but but uh, I, I I would say no. Um, probably I said der kleine Dreier because I didn't know your name. So der, so the, the small number three, der kleine Dreier, the small number three. Yeah, exactly. Um, probably, but I don't remember. Okay. Um, later I know your name, so <laughs> I wouldn't say that anymore. <laughs> yeah. But... Yeah, that is that is is that a nickname still for you? Uh, no, but it actually was it actually worked for for quite a lot of uh, years. Also because it was it was quite funny. Uh, just because like uh, yeah, the team were giving me a lot of stick about it, thinking it was really funny. And also it 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 sounds uh, when you don't really understand what it means. Of course, like I'm Danish, so we understand what it means. But uh, as you just yeah. learned, I'm not that. I'm not that great of a German speaker, um, but it, it it sounds cool uh, as well. So it stuck with me for the uh, in the under 21 years. Um, yeah, that's, that's that's I didn't know, see. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. So um, if I was it, um, it was a it was a pleasure for me to give you that name. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> so and so I heard right now you. Uh, you start playing again in Denmark, is it right? Yeah. So you have your first tournament. So Corona is over in Denmark, or at least the the, the sport is open again. Yeah, but we actually also were playing last year um, as well, but it was just under loads of restrictions and uh, yeah, yeah, it wasn't. It was it was nice playing, but it was really difficult and it it wasn't as it uh, usually would be. Um, Lucas, he was actually up. Uh, he was uh, playing with us last year as well. Lucas Richter. Yeah. But yeah, we are playing now in Denmark, fully, more or less fully open doors, uh, and um, that's really nice. We're actually pay- playing this weekend uh, in Skorsol, the second round of the Danish tra- Championships. So really looking forward to that. Okay, so then we make a, a great bridge to to the to the subject. Um, so how is it in Denmark? Like, is there a real league, or is it like there are some tournaments you get some points? And how many teams are in the first league? Uh, it's a it's a league system like you have in uh, in Germany, uh, just at uh, at a yeah a significant uh, lower standard. But we have eight teams, and then we have we have in total four rounds of the Danish uh, Canoe Championships, and the first three yeah. uh, is. Uh, it's just the league system, and then if you finish in top five, you go into the top round, where everybody will play each other, and then 
the two teams with most points will uh, go into the final and the third and fourth they will play the uh, they will play the the bronze medal finalist um, yeah okay and then the fifth team they will just yeah end up fifth yeah they'll end up fifth <laughs> and have and have to refer have to be the referee for a lot of games so don't end up <laughs> so fifth don't, if you ever come to Denmark <laughs> okay uh, if I always ever come then I would try to not um, <laughs> so so you play like twice every team in the league uh, in the first yeah. three rounds yeah okay and then there's like a point system in the first okay that's that's interesting Yeah, then um, you over to the championship round. If you finish first in the league system, then you'll bring over uh, six points, and if you finish second, you'll bring over four, and then three, two, one. Okay, so it's already an advantage to to not only qualify under the first five, so better be first or second. Yeah. Um, after the round robin, after the first group stage. Yeah, that's interesting. And is there like a second division where the the seven and eight seed can go down? Yeah, I think I actually think we have four divisions in Denmark. Uh, four divisions, like uh, like one league and three divisions, and uh, and they are built up. Uh, I've never played in the divisions, so I actually don't know. But I'm pretty sure that they are built the same way. So the 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 six to eighth place in the in the league system in Dan in Denmark, they'll go to a playoff or like a play down system with yeah. the with the best team of the first division. Uh, and so on down through the divisions. Ah, okay, so that many teams. I didn't expect that. Yeah, there's actually uh, there's actually quite a f like quite a few teams in Denmark, but the the uh, the average age of uh, of canoe of canoe polo players in Denmark is probably a bit higher. I reckon it has gotten a lot better over the years, but uh, and especially now in the under 21 teams, uh, they are really competitive in. In in who gets to or who gets selected for those teams, um, but when I was playing the under 21 team, I think we were maybe 11, 12 uh, under 21 players who who wanted to play <laughs> the national team. Yeah, but um, I mean, you had like a cons like constant uh, like core in the team. And that helped you a lot. And you started pretty early to be under 20, you to play under, under 21. And then with the years, you got older and better. And I mean, two time second, like one time world championship second and one time European championship second. I think that's a great success, isn't it? Oh, yeah, definitely. Of course, we like we would have loved to to win it. But uh Sure, <laughs> but uh, but to be fair, like for an example, the in the in the 2014 semi-final uh, against you, I don't I, was it three three overtimes we were playing, and then uh, then the then the goal-winning shot was uh, a technicality of uh, where the your goalkeeper he if he touched the bar of the goal or something like that, it was uh, it was uh, marginals uh, anyways. Um, And uh, so, so it was a big. What I'm trying to say is, it is. Uh, of course, it's a big success, and of course, you. We really wanted to have uh, won, but in reality, we could easily have been in the. Have not even been in the in those finals both years. Both both years, the semi final and the final were really close. Yeah, that's what I think. It's always like you have to have a good weekend. You have to have a little luck in the games. Probably one or two decisions. 
um, from the referee is better for you or worse for you that can make a big impact on on that really high level and uh, yeah, yeah I agree but I mean from this from this team there are still um, some players playing in the national team do yeah uh, we are uh, Martin Ivy who uh, Uh, who's playing for Odense, uh, he's in the team, yeah. and uh, Matthias and me. That's actually, yeah. we, we used to be a bit more, but then yeah, reality happened and uh, not everybody could keep on playing and not everyone uh, had the uh, had the same passion anymore. So Yeah, I, I can see that. I mean, what I, what I always recognize in, for, for sure for the... Uh, Danish men, they are all pretty, pretty good in shape. Yeah. Yeah. So from the fitness level is pretty high, I would guess in Denmark, and then you need to have a lot of passion to, to keep that standard. Yeah, but it's also like it's it's quite weird because if we if we were about to do like a yeah like see who can bench the most, I reckon that we would be one of the top teams. Not because of me at all, <laughs> but just because of the gen general strength uh, is uh, it's really up there. But uh, I've played against many teams who, yeah, weren't as strong or weren't as big, and just uh, kept on, uh, yeah, kept on beating us real bad. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. I mean, it's 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 one thing. Like the the fitness is one thing, but. The other thing is for sure like experience uh, and, and like other individual skills. But as I see, you do a lot of, um, you put a lot of effort into developing these skills. And uh, so it's uh, really uh, nice to hear uh, that uh, this is something growing still in Denmark. And uh, as you said, there's some more younger players to come. And uh, as I heard that, I think um, Cecile, she is starting now to do like a company with uh, Kanu Polo um, training programs and stuff. Yeah. So that is uh, pretty nice. And I I think about making a, a episode with her about about how that works. But this is in the future. Eh? <laughs> yeah, I think that would be a, be a good idea. Uh... Yeah. We were we are in touch already for that, so um, that will come. I can tell. <laughs> um, and so you and you can you are playing the goal right now. You told me because you have a shoulder injury. What happened? Uh, yeah, uh, we had a we had a, a tr uh, like a gathering of training in in Silkeborg, um, as uh, yeah with the with the sun, with the Silkeborg Sooner team, and then uh, yeah of course. Pixie and I, who are the two most competitive brothers, uh, like now, we got into a bit of a scuffle over a ball, and then Pixie put. I actually don't know how I, I, yeah, I'm not uh, very, uh, <laughs> actually, not very proud of it, but uh, some somehow I ended up underwater, and then uh, Pixie, that uh, big guy, he ended up and just keep on uh, laying on top of me. Uh, while I was underwater, just to keep me underwater for for a bit, um, and I, I I didn't know that, and there wasn't no, uh, it wasn't to be to be, uh, it it was he wasn't meaning to hurt me or anything. He was just uh, trying to have a bit of fun and uh, let me stay underwater for 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 a little longer. But then when I tried to 
when I try to uh, roll, uh, I did it with my paddle, then, uh, then instead of just trying to roll my own weight, I also had to carry his weight. And there's a lot, to be honest. So, <laughs> and then uh, I don't know uh, how, but then uh, I just felt this, uh, I felt this pop in my, in my shoulder. Um, and then it turned out that I've, uh, it, it didn't pop fully out, but it turned out that I've, I've gotten what's called a subluxation. I think it's called in English. Yeah. Where it's not uh, it's not fully dislocated, but it jumps uh, it jumps a bit out of the socket and then jumps back in, um, and it hurt like hell. So uh, <laughs> yeah, that was that for for that training. So uh, at the moment uh, I'm in goal, but uh, it's getting better every uh, every week. Uh, so. Uh, a bit of uh, a bit of throwing every now and then, uh, and hopefully in this in this weekend I can. Uh, yeah, I don't think I'm. I'll be allowed to to be the shooter, but uh, I think that I'll be allowed to just pass the ball and uh, put some effort into it in the defense and uh, maybe yeah. set up. I don't know a couple of screens or something like that. That's uh, yeah. I'm sorry to hear, but yeah, that's that's how injuries happen when you're they're fooling around a little. Yeah, and uh, not uh, like totally focused, and this is um, what happened. Yeah, also what can happen. But I mean, it, hopefully it will get better soon, and uh, you are able to um, um, have your biggest strengths back. Um, your shooting. Yeah. 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 I so. Hope so as well. <laughs> yeah. Well, but Pixie also hopes so as well. He, fe <laughs> <laughs> he feels really. He, has a, he feels really bad, but uh, it, it's all good. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can see that and he I think he recovered from a shoulder injury is it? Uh, elbow injury elbow injuries oh sorry yeah, yeah. he was uh, he was wrestling a guy in the in the, in the Vincer a couple of years ago and then uh, yeah he broke his elbow so perfect <laughs> <laughs> yeah that can teach us something right <laughs> yeah <laughs> so you play with your brother still. Did you ever play with with them in the national team, or did I think Pixie coached you in the national team? How was that? Uh, yeah, unfortunately, we never we never got the chance to play together. Um, I started playing uh, yeah, in the national men's team uh, in two thousand and seventeen, uh, and Yannick he was the last uh, standing family member in the in the men's team, and he. He dropped out of it in 2015, 2015 or 16. I can't really remember actually. And yeah, then Pixie he uh, he coached me uh, as part of a coaching team uh, in the national men's team for yeah the last yeah in 2018 and 19. Yeah, he was the uh, he was part of the coaching team. And how was it for you? I know that my, so I coached my younger brother when I was 18 and he was 14. So when he was under 14 and under 16 category and I coached him and also under 18, I think. And uh, we had some, uh, some fights in the practice um, um, <laughs> because I was always trying to push him harder than probably the others. And uh, he didn't see that or he didn't understand that and fel felt... Uh, Unfair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, how was that? Um, I think that uh, when I started play, like when we started playing together, we 
we uh, we we got into all of those fights uh, and in the uh, so so I started playing together with my brothers in 2011 so we we had a lot of years of uh, yeah taking those fights and uh, getting angry getting annoyed and uh, yelling and crying that we'll kill each other and stuff like that um, but um, in the national men's team it hasn't really been a problem uh, I guess it's because that it's way more uh, professional professionalized um, and uh, and just because that it's uh, a different environment of course we have uh, uh, of course we aren't agreeing uh, on everything but uh, then it's yeah then it's quite easy he's the coach and uh, and I'm the player so yeah. if we, if we're not agreeing on something then uh, then it's out of my hands uh, and therefore there cannot be any discussions really yeah that's that's true can you listen to that Henning so I'm just calling out my brother <laughs> <laughs> better listen up Henning <laughs> um, can you can we go back to to sport in Denmark so you have ne uh, um, next to the men category you have other categories like for sure you have a women's division that's um, but how many women's teams are there in Do you have like age groups also, like under 18, under 21 or something? We actually don't have uh, a women's uh, category. They are playing oh. uh, in a mixed league, um, unfortunately. Yeah, they're playing uh, in a mixed league with uh, with other teams. Um, and then they are allowed to play the, the divisions as well. Um, but uh, besides okay. that, we have... Uh, an under 15 category and an under 18 category and then divisions uh, and the league of course okay then you have the Silkeborg prospects yeah but they are they are in the league um, but they yeah they they came up uh, by playing in the under uh, in the under 15 and the under 18 categories while playing in the in the lower divisions trying to to rank up to join the league That's, that's interesting. And how many from the younger teams you have? Like how many teams in the under 15, under 18? Like you don't have the exact number, but just to have an idea of it. Uh, I think there's like a league in 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 those categories. So there's like around eight eight teams in uh, in the uh, in the under 18, and then there's around I would say five or six teams in the under 15. But I'm really not the the best. To uh, to answer those questions because I often I I, I, I don't really see it and I don't really uh, we we're not playing at the same time and uh, when we are I have a lot of other things to do as well. Okay, so the tournaments are not like together like really big tournaments where all the classes and teams come together. So it's more like every um, like category or division plays for itself yeah it used to be like that but then of course with corona and stuff like that then last year everybody got separated and everybody had to have like every league had to have their own their own weekend of playing yeah. um, so now i actually don't know how we how we are doing it i think that we are allowed to be 200 uh, 200 people At the same area in yeah. the same area now in Denmark so I think that it will still be a bit divided um, but I actually don't know okay and, and for personally you you playing in Denmark Germany GB you played in Italy um, you play with the national team 
Yeah. Like how many weeks do you have in a year? Normal persons have 52 weeks. How many weekends do you have? <laughs> yeah, I've, I've, I've often asked myself that question. I, I had one, one year, I think it was 2019, where I had, where I had, I think it was 90, not, not 90, sorry, uh, 39 weekends of just straight playing without any uh, national gatherings or anything. And that was really, uh, yeah, that was quite intense. And I also learned that year that maybe that was way too much because, uh, Yeah, not because of injuries, but just because of uh, just because of traveling and stuff like that. I got really exhausted from it, and I I couldn't really train properly in Denmark because yeah, then yeah, when you're traveling from Denmark to playing yeah, for example in um, in uh, in France, then then there's a lot of traveling time, and uh, yeah. if you're going to Italy, there's loads of traveling time, so you are really really tired before and after um, and therefore your trainings are just not really good but I've uh, like for for this year I was supposed to play uh, I was supposed to play with uh, with Hamburg and uh, Silkeborg uh, only uh, but uh, now uh, yeah we I'm not playing uh, Hamburg this year so I'm only playing in, in Silkeborg this year uh, so this year will be <laughs> it will be really different and uh, relaxed Yeah, really relaxed. Yeah, that's a that's a good way of explaining it. Explaining it, I guess. Why are you not playing in Hamburg? Uh, I actually don't know if I'm allowed to speak of it, but uh, something something <sighs> went wrong uh, somewhere. So uh, yeah. so. Uh, that's true. yeah. I heard of the the German rules. Yeah, yeah. I I don't know. Uh, in Denmark, we would have figured it out uh, some way somehow. But it's yeah, as you know, I also learned it last year playing uh, in the Albao Cup with Hamburg that uh, the the German organization is just way more professionalized and there's not uh, there's just no uh, what you say like there's no bullshit it's just uh, yeah it's just it's it's easy to understand that it's easy easy to do but uh, if you miss something then uh, then it's just your loss and that was unfortunately yeah. what happened for us ah, okay so yeah but I mean then you can focus on uh on uh, Silkeborg and also on the national team, um, which brings us to the next point. So will you play national team? Um, will Denmark send a team to the world championship if that will happen? We still don't know that um, actually. And uh, how does it work? Like how many training camp you have, camps you have? Um, how will the players get selected? You have to Any standards like fitness tests you have to fulfill? Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah uh, I will be playing the national men's team this year. Um, so, you, so you hope? Yeah, yeah. I, I hope. I hope that I'll uh, that I'll get selected, and I hope that it'll it'll take place. Um, but uh, yeah, we'll definitely send a team uh, if we if we are allowed to. Um, Yeah, there was a lot of questions. I've actually forgotten them. So, so you will send a team if there will be a, a world championship. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. what I got. And uh, then the question is like, is there any? Because we talked about this, that the fitness level from the Danish guys is pretty high. Um, are there like special tests, standards you have to fulfill ah, yeah, okay. um, that you are allowed to play, or is just like the coach will see, oh, okay, you're fit enough and. Uh, 
you can you can go when you make all the other um, uh, you have all the other fulfill all the other um, needs whatever yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, it used to be uh, uh, like uh, uh, re uh, evolving uh, uh, yeah like strength test and fitness test and uh, you had to be in 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 some shape to be uh, even considered a part of the team um, but uh, but uh, in the latest couple of years it's uh, it's it has become a, a bit different uh, now our national coach Tim Hemmingsen he's more focused on uh, on how we are playing and in, in improving uh, individu individual uh, weaknesses on the pitch uh, and but but we still have like loads of these uh, uh, fitness tests uh, especially in the boat but that's mainly just to yeah like keep everybody uh, like make sure making sh just making sure that everybody is in shape and making sure that everybody can play uh, a full tournament at the uh, at the 100 percent yeah but it's not the it's not a demand demand now uh, yeah. it's like a, a guideline and if you drop out of that guideline you'll like seem he will he will tell you uh, that you need to, yeah, to you need to improve in, in these uh, areas. Yeah, so they, there's, yeah, I think the same in, so it was when I was coach in Germany, it was the same. So it was like, okay, we make tests to see if you are in shape. And, uh, but important is, um, in the end, is on the water. Um, and you have to see how the team plays best uh, together. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. That's, yeah. And um, who will, select the players for like or can every um, everybody try to uh, like every player can try out for the national team or is there like a pre-selection from the coach uh, it's a pre-selection from the coach also for for the national gatherings um, it, it's uh, it's a an invites only so team he will invite a bunch of players uh, yeah. who he uh, considers to be possible candidates for for the national team yeah and then, uh, then we'll have a training gathering, and uh, he will figure out what the what the uh, final team will look like. And uh, yeah, it's it's only his decision, um, of course, together with the uh, inspiring with the with the rest of the training, you know, uh, the coaching staff. But yeah. it's uh, it's uh, primarily his decision. As I can say, I can relate to to Germany. Um, it was like this here too. Um, yeah, but it's, it's, I think it's it's good. I mean, we are not, uh, as I say, race kayakers. Yeah? yeah. So it's not only the the eight fastest uh, will make the team because you need different positions, you need different players. So yeah, if there's a big guy and who is the best defender or the best screener in the in offense, then you also think about okay, I will probably use him. Yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Did you do you get any financial support from the government or from the uh, Danish kind of federation? Uh, yeah, we actually, we get some from the uh, from the DKF in Denmark, uh, the Danish Canoe Association. But uh, I I, don't, I actually don't know if I'm allowed to tell how much it is. But it's uh, I can you say that it's you don't need to. It's 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 not a lot. Let's uh, let's put it put it in that way. The yeah. the primarily uh, or the the primary support uh, comes from uh, from. Uh, 
our clubs, for an example, Silkeborg, ah, okay. uh, they will support me with uh, with uh, a, a high percentage number of the uh, of the costs of playing. But we still, yeah, we still pay to play <laughs> ourselves. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's the. Uh, I think um, well known uh, worldwide. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think in the most countries it's like this. But it's cool that your your clubs uh, support um, the national team players. But I mean, you are like a, um, a good advertising for the club if you're playing a good present. Um, uh, you're presenting your club also when you're playing in the national team. So um, it's good when the club has some money um, that you um, get some money back from that. Yeah, definitely, definitely. It's also become like uh, from when I started playing in the national team uh, in the under 21s in 2011 till now the percent uh, has also become bigger of how much they support uh, also because like before that uh, we didn't really yeah we had my three brothers in Silkeborg but we really didn't have like a, a professional setup and nobody really knew what it what it was we had one like what Canupol was We had uh, we had one goal located uh, on the ground, but facing the water, and then these sprint kayakers were just looking at us uh, and looking at my brothers like they were crazy because it looked weird to them. So uh, it was actually in the in the 2014 uh, World Championships where they where the um, the the Silkeborg Kayak Club uh, board members uh, during a meeting uh, will were tuning in to see the uh, the under 21 final and then they oh. uh, they for the first time like got uh, got a really good experience of course also maybe one of the best experiences uh, due to the fact of uh, numerous uh, and loads of uh, of spectators but then they they It's yeah true. they learned about the sport and then uh, they uh, Then, then all of a sudden we were we were also cool enough to uh, to be part of uh, to be part of the the real club and not just be like a department of the club that was really weird and paddling around with helmets and yelling at each other. <laughs> <laughs> But I can relate to that. So I, when I started in the age of oh wait let's say ten uh, eleven, um, so we only only had one goal uh, staying on the. Uh, on the ground and uh, facing to the water and the like the one side of the goal was like hanging a little bit lower than the other side so yeah. <laughs> and then you just just pull it up every practice and uh, tie it with a rope and uh, but I mean it worked but I mean it's, since, since that is like yeah almost three, 30 years ago so from my start so it's good that the sports developed and uh After some years, we were able to put a uh, like two goals up and uh, had kind of a training pitch. And I mean, as also as like the um, the material, like the boats and paddles um, yeah. developed. So I started with like a like a rubber a rubber blade. I think it's from from white white water paddle. And uh, and now everybody is like having this uh, am amazingly um, carbon paddles from all kind of uh, um, factors and, and when I started there were no like especially polo paddles kind of yeah. so I was like okay um, where can I have a polo paddle <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so 
Um, that's that's good that it's uh, start um, it's getting more and more professional. And uh, when you see how um, how you do like the video um, sessions and stuff um, to become a better shooter, that's uh, awesome. Yeah, awesome for me to see as like an old guy now in the sports um, to see how still the sports develop. Yeah, and uh, hopefully we can do a little part with this podcast that that uh, family comes together and get some ideas probably if people hear that probably next time on the european or world championships they will ask you how you do that with the uh, shooting drills yeah maybe <laughs> yeah i think i definitely think that this podcast will uh, will pull the community together and uh, like everybody learning that everybody can talk to everyone and stuff like that that's that would be good that would be awesome so but when we when we are there already so how is your training week like how often do you train uh, it depends a lot of uh, of uh, of the season uh, in the off season uh, the uh, especially for for my part the the goal has always been to to gain muscle because that's my that that's my yeah that that's the most impossible thing for me to do so uh, But you did already. You did. Yeah, <laughs> okay, so yeah, did. I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I started playing in the in the in the under twenty one team, I think I weighed around. I, I, maybe I'm not even lying. I think I weighed around sixty three, sixty four kilos, stuff like that. Yeah. And then getting beat sixteen one by by the German team. <laughs> It's not. It wasn't funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. If, uh, That's that's my that's that's my focus uh, during winter off season time, um, and then in in the summertime it's uh, it's way more skill based and uh, endurance based and uh, just playing um, just like playing the uh, playing canoe polo uh, and being on the water. So uh, I actually like during winter time uh, to get completely off like out of the boat and not be in the boat at all. Um, okay. Just because that uh, I could do endurance and stuff like that, but uh, then then it would, it, I have a really tough time uh, putting on weight. So uh, I would rather, uh, I would rather have a, a, a weightlifting session um, instead of a paddling session. And then uh, to keep me like to keep myself uh, like sound around the ball, then I'll just have a shooting practice uh, up against a, a wall or a rebounder um, once a week. Um, and how much I train it also depends a lot of where in the where where in the uh, in this season I am. Um, for an example, uh, right now at the moment, uh, it's also a bit difficult but under normal circumstances circumstances if if we're not talking corona stuff like that yeah uh, right now i would be on the water around three to four times and then have uh, two times of uh, of weightlifting yeah one to two times of weightlifting now and then the shooting practice um and that would mainly like That would, of course, differ if we are playing a tournament in the weekend. Then I would have to cut down on on the on the sessions, and then I would cut down on the weightlifting sessions because we are in like in May. So so therefore the 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 uh, the weightlifting sessions they will be uh, they they are secondary, and the 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 primary yeah. thing is to get on the water. And then I always uh, because I live in as I mentioned I live in Copenhagen, uh, but uh, I I'm still. Uh, 
I'm still a Silkeborg player. That means that it's really difficult to it, it it's fairly difficult to find trainings and to make sure that I can train a lot. Uh, so therefore, I try to figure out to make really good training sessions instead of training, for an example, two to two times a day. I've tried that yeah. in Copenhagen, but it doesn't really. It's uh, I would rather have uh, fewer but uh, but better practices. Yeah. And then in the summer uh, holiday, I will go uh, to Silkeborg and then we'll just train two times a day, uh, every day and have Sunday off. Um, and then uh, then just uh, become become uh, a beast during uh, during this time. Because in Silkeborg, I have uh, I have the possibility of getting really good training sessions in. Matthias, he lives there. And we are, yeah, obviously really good friends and have been for a long time. And we love, uh, we love uh, training together and uh, and pushing each other. Uh, yeah. And especially with the Silkeborg prospects, the the new team uh, and Jeppe, my brother, he lives in Silkeborg. There's there's just a really good base for getting really good trainings in. And therefore, I would like to. Therefore, I'm I'm upping the number of training sessions uh, during the the summer holiday. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then after the summer, uh, there then then you can say like all of the non-important tournaments, uh, they are they are finished, and you're only looking looking forward to bigger tournaments, or you're looking forward to championship rounds, or world championships, or European club championships, stuff like that. Uh, yeah. Then I will, of course, I will be back in Copenhagen as well again. But then I will once again like tone down my trainings a bit, uh, and then like, yeah, it's difficult because uh, it's 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 really it's really difficult to like put an exact number of how many sessions I have. No, that's that's fine. I mean, I think we understand. Like I understand, and probably all the other people understand. So, um, how far is it from Copenhagen to um, to Silkeborg and? Isn't there a polo club in Copenhagen, or you you can't practice with them? Uh, yeah, like the distance is around uh, 300 kilometers. Uh, yeah. Okay, it's too far to go for. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then you really you really need to be dedicated. Uh, I'm I'm, yeah. I'm not that dedicated, anyways. But yeah, or you, or you need a helicopter or yeah. something. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't have that either. But. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Um, yeah, there, there's actually there's loads of uh, of of, um, of clubs in in and uh, around Copenhagen. But um, yeah, as I mentioned, uh, the general level in canoe polo is uh, in Denmark is not really great. So I I would be able to get a session or two sessions in every day, uh, not with the teams, not two team sessions, of course. But I would be able to get yeah. a team session in every day if I would like to. But then. I would have to organize it with the other top teams in Denmark and we would have to, they would have to say, yeah, okay, Andres, you can come train with us, but uh, you need to, uh, yeah, you, you cannot be here during this time in practice because that we are talking about yeah. stuff and blah, 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 stuff like that. Um, yeah, I mean, I can see yeah, that. So yeah. I actually, I actually, uh, I actually stopped trying to get into those practices uh, not because I was annoyed with it, but be just because that, it, like from a professional standpoint, it was just really, it just didn't look really great uh, with yeah. me training with them and them trying to hold back their ideas. And then the the week after, we were, we would be playing golden goal for the Danish championship. 
Um, yeah. Yeah. And you know what will happen because you know the tactics from them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I can see that when you're like really the um, like big um, opponents. Yeah, the the opponents and I mean Silkeborg uh, was really successful in the last years, and uh, the other P the other teams uh, wants to um, step up uh, against you, and then you are coming and also like have like a advantage out of it. Not only that you probably see what they're doing in practice but you also you get probably better um in uh, in shape because you have like good team practice um so i can um understand that in a in a in a thing uh, in a point yeah yeah um. uh, and you're right with like in soccer nobody i mean no player from uh, what uh, I don't know uh, Manchester United would ask if he can practice with Manchester City. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's that's a perfect <laughs> example. Yeah, yeah, that, that would not happen. Yeah, yeah so. we've made like uh, open sessions where everybody with a certain level can come join every every Wednesday. Oh. Uh, uh, those practices are really good, so I enjoy coming to those. Uh, cool. And then I, like when I would train in the last couple of years, uh, I would have gone to a team in the first division and uh, I was coaching them and then I was uh, I was allowed to train with them and then because of I'm not the only uh, I'm not the only uh, non Copenhageners in uh, in Copenhagen um, playing football yeah. so therefore I could invite all of these guys and from other teams and then we could have these like really, uh, really good sessions still. Uh, for example, yeah, my two brothers, uh, Yannick and uh, and uh, Pixie live in Copenhagen as, uh, in, as well. So oh, okay. therefore we could That's put cool. a, together some really good practices. Um, but uh, yeah, but but not just uh, not just every day, like two times a day, it's, it's just not possible. Yeah, you, you all still have like a normal life yeah, outside from the polar world. I mean, everybody has to study or have to to work, um, and your brothers have to watch the kids. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it's it's not possible to have always like uh, four hours uh, a day free time just to practice. Uh, I can totally um, understand that. Yeah, but when you say you're in Copenhagen, you go paddling alone and shooting on a goal often, or when you said. Or you always find people like your brothers to practice with. Um, then I would uh, like I would be around the uh, the the club in Copenhagen uh, called uh, Copolo. Yeah. Um, and then I would train with them. They train. They are Division One team, so they don't train a lot, but they train train twice a week. Yeah. And then I would train with them, um, and then uh, put in uh, my own sessions uh, and put in the. The uh, the additional. yeah the additional yeah. sessions and putting in the 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 joint session in the Wednesday, okay. and then making ends meet like that. Um, it's not the perfect uh, setup, um, but I also learned that um, also learned that like the practice is really good and it's really it's uh, like like practicing in general is of course really good and it's really uh, it's really important. But I also learned. Yeah. Uh, from talking with my brothers and talking with Matthias that we needed to get across the the borders to evolve as players so we needed to 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 be asked to play by by new teams uh, trying to play with with the uh, with other teams for example trying to play with Liverpool uh, yeah which really uh, 
helped me evolve as a player and understanding of the game and uh, getting maybe getting a, a bit of a winning mentality uh, back in me. Um, so like stuff like that you cannot really get during practice i would say i cannot maybe some can do but uh, no i i agree so i mean a good pra good team practice is always like with like a big intense in this is always good but the best practice you can have is playing tournaments and if you can play like in different countries um like you did it's always helps to get a different perspective different uh, view how to play polo and because all all the teams and countries uh, always have kind of um, their own style to play i would get i would say and i think it's always good to to be open-minded to to get new perspective of the game yeah. so yeah definitely I, definitely i could totally um understand that and uh, i mean it worked well for you until now so you played in so many different leagues um how important is nutrition for you additional to your workout uh, it's uh, it's really really it's really really important um, not uh, i mean it, not it never was it was never was important for me <laughs> but if you see me and and you and uh, if you see you <laughs> um yeah uh, there is a big difference <laughs> i wouldn't say that also yeah yeah i i can say that <laughs> and uh, but also like when I, I look back in my um, times when I was younger, there was uh, also in Germany there were probably like one or two teams who were really like really good in shape, yeah, really good in shape, like VSF Liebler in the yeah. early 2000s, and all the other teams were like, oh yeah, we are we are good, but but not as um, not with that well trained, yeah, like uh, lean than lean than the people are today. So sorry, it come back to you. So. Yeah, nutrition is important for you. So, what do you do uh, to have like? A yeah, like nutrition is just really important for me. Like, uh, just in general, eating like, uh, just like like a lifestyle, like eating healthy. Um, but uh, but mainly, it's just uh, eating enough. That's that's why nutrition <laughs> is really important for me, um, especially during season. I know that. Multiple different players, uh, they they have the same kind of problems as I have. Um, but it's just like getting getting enough uh, getting enough food uh, is simply yeah. one of the biggest challenges uh, I come across. Uh, also, also like during winter time uh, when I'm yeah. weight training, it's like it's it has to be the first thing I think about when I wake up, and it has to be the absolute last, like the absolutely last thing I do before I go to bed. Then like have a have a meal, and like sometimes I, or often I would rather say um, I keep a, I keep a protein shake by my bed um, just in case I wake up and I get hungry during the night. I, I, I sometimes wake up, or if I have to go to the toilet or something like that, then I would. Uh, I would uh, I would drink this protein shake and uh, eat yeah. a banana uh, in at four o'clock in in the morning, which is uh, really absurd. But uh, yeah, if you if you wanna <laughs> if you wanna yeah, succeed in something, you have to be a bit crazy, I think. Um, so yeah, nutrition to sum it up is is just really important. Um, but 
it's the most important thing is just getting enough. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. So that was never a problem for me. Uh, <laughs> but but I can also say, I mean, I never I never um, trained as hard as you do. So um, I had some years where I trained like five times a week, probably six times. So in this years, but but never never as like professional as the sport is now. So. Um, I, I can see that and I can um, I still have some contacts with some of the German top players and I know that uh, at least one person who is also living in Berlin shout out to Julian Prescher. Um so you know Julian yeah, yeah, yeah um, definitely he, he is eating like crazy he is eating like crazy so it's yeah when we are watching um, watching football he is like he orders, I don't know, like sushi for like three persons and eats for himself. So I was like, okay. Yeah, I trained today two sessions, so I have to. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It's, also, yeah, but, uh, it's funny because uh, Julian, he's, he's not like, he's not really big, but he's just like one of the best, best screeners uh, I've ever seen. And it's really funny yeah. because like he just uh, compared like size wise. Uh, he, he's just way he's just way smaller but he just brings fears into every single big uh, every single big defender because like he, he it just looks like second nature for him screening players yeah I, I agree totally um, I, I can uh, we practiced together when I was still played with uh, KCNW um, Berlin and uh, I was already a bit older when he joined our team and he always holder you can't uh, you can't sub in practice because I need to work on you. <laughs> oh, that's why? Mentality. So give me give me some rest. I'm older. <laughs> but then yeah, and then and if you're an offense holder, you always have to come to me to screen on my side. So, okay, I'm okay. I would do that. Yeah, that's oh, yeah. perfect for me. Yeah, <laughs> no, but it's that's that's what you say. Like that is really the mentality. He yeah. is like, um, how how big the challenge is, uh, um, um, so that even more impact or um, work he puts into that so it's um, and he's mental he only it's like okay whoever you are I will I will push you away <laughs> yeah and he never like he never stops he just seems like no, he never he, stops he, never, yeah. like, he just seems like a machine that can keep on going that is that is crazy but yeah um, I really really love him as a player yeah he must be a really really good teammate <laughs> yeah great great to have him around yeah and also as a friend yeah really okay um yeah i my last question was um about your great shooter but what's the secret is behind that but we already heard that so you put a lot of effort in um shooting analyzing the shooting and uh uh, filming the shooting analyzing shooting and uh, try to improve on that um after the review so yeah and like repetition uh, repetition yeah like uh, like jack jackie p he said like uh, yeah. that he was just uh, he would just like after practice or get down to the dock himself and just shoot like a ton of balls yeah. like just trying just repetition 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 um like building up that muscle memory of how to do it perfectly i think you just yeah. like you need to just figure out your own way like jack is a like really really talented shooter but he has done it in a way like a really different way than i have uh, so i just think you need to find your own way get inspired by others uh, and just 
yeah, try figure out what's the best the uh, best possible way to become a, a great shooter if if that's what you want to become, or like yeah, like Julian become a the best screener. Like figure out what you need to do. Yeah. Put uh put boundaries for yourself during uh, training, so it's 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 more difficult for you. Like saying, uh, Hoki, you need to stay on the pitch because I need to block you. Stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. So it, in the end, it wasn't a unit challenge for him anymore. But I <laughs> try to give my best. <laughs> I always try to give my best against him. But uh, to be honest, uh, it's. Um, yeah. It doesn't work that well for me right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, thank you, Andreas, for um, that. Um, good view in your polo life and also in the Danish polo um, a little and uh, we are j coming to the last category in our podcast so yeah. the big five and uh, we talked uh, before and we had the idea to make the big five of things you always take with you to a big tournament or championship besides your material to play polo so not a boat not a paddle that's i mean that's like the thing you always have to bring but besides that what are the five things uh, you always bring to a tournament you want to start or should i start yeah yeah, yeah you can just uh, you can you can have a go okay so my first thing because um i'm so number five for me is ahead because <laughs> i'm um not like uh, uh, a sun lover um so i always get sunburned really fast so i i always need a hat and sunscreen um to bring to a tournament even if it's in denmark or in <laughs> north germany where the sun never shines just kidding um i always have to bring it yeah yeah um yeah that's also, that's actually a good one i i didn't uh, i didn't think of that that could also have been one of mine But uh, at my uh, at my fifth position, I have um, like a small dry towel uh, we got from the 2014 uh, World Championships in Tur in uh, Turin in France. Um, just because, uh, like in general, it's it's just really really it's it's small, it's compact, it's really good, and also it reminds of. Uh, of uh, of what we can do if we set our goals to or if 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 we if we put our minds to something uh, then we can achieve something not saying everything because we lost the final but then you can achieve something that's a good reminder for me when uh, yeah when i'm out uh, playing yeah i still have that too <laughs> and so so it's it's kind of like a mental support for yourself yeah okay my number four is um, yeah, I always bring um, a book, so it doesn't matter what kind of book, and it's always whatever I read right now. But after like a day of next to the pitches, um, everything is loud. You're a player as a coach. You have so many people around you. It's for me. It's always good to just enjoy the when you're in the hotel. It's good to enjoy um, the silence and uh, read a book and. Uh, get your your um head free for the next day oh yeah, yeah. that's actually also uh, mine is not a book but uh, it's the same uh, argument i would put for my number th four which is uh, headphones 
Uh, I love listening to music in uh, in uh, in podcasts and stuff like that. Uh, and it just calms me down, and uh, yeah, I can just use them in 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 loads of different situations. So uh, at my number four, I will always bring my my headphones uh, to tournaments. I, I saw you in 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 well in 2018. You were like preparing for a game and you're walking around like and stretching and stuff and you had your headphones is it like to bring you into the the tunnel like to focus on the game you know yeah it's like it's primarily to just like like focus and just like get ready for the game and also just have like a good time i always hear like some songs that refer like in some songs that get me into a special mood also if i'm playing yeah Uh, if I'm playing a certain team, I know that I need to be really calm and I really, really need to, because uh, against those teams, maybe it's not a good thing for me to get uh, heated. And then there's other teams where I really feel like I uh, I feed off uh, getting uh, heated in the moment and there, therefore I would listen to something else. But it's, uh, it's just really, uh, it's just a good way of zoning out and just getting ready for getting ready for another another game or yeah yeah just walking around minding uh, your own businesses yeah that's uh, that sounds uh, pretty good so then uh, i will go on with my number three um yeah i always i always bring my own pillow yeah <laughs> because yeah it i mean it's it's kind of You know what you get. Yeah, you can you can sleep better if you have your own pillow. Yeah, that's Because true. sometimes, I mean, I was a consultant. I had a lot of uh, hotels, and sometimes I was like, oh, I can't sleep on this pillow. So I always uh, bring my own pillow because I know uh, that helps me, um, like, yeah, feel a little bit home in the in the hotel room or wherever you sleep. And uh, yeah, so um, I go with my pillow. Yeah. Uh, it's actually, it's actually, uh, I can, uh, I can understand that actually. That's, uh, that's not bad. Uh, I have a very different thing uh, on my number three. I have, um, I have a necklace that my nephew, my oldest nephew Nikolai, uh, he made me. Um, he made it uh, when he was around. I think, I think he's ten uh, or eleven now. But he made it when he was seven or eight, and uh, he called it a polo necklace. Uh, And then he encarved uh, an A into it, and uh, just it was just it was just a really really nice gift, uh, like the best gift and like the most expensive gift he could give, yeah. uh, and therefore uh, he called it a polo uh, necklace uh, and a polo stone, um, and therefore it was really fitting. And I just started playing. Uh, I just I, I had it with me and I started playing uh, playing with it around my ankle and then uh, all of a sudden it became uh, like a, a lucky charm for me. So uh, yeah, if if you ever play me and you see me not wearing it around my my left ankle, uh, you, you, uh, I'm nervous. I'll, I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, unfortunately, I don't. Uh, I can't see. I can look in your boat, but. Um, if I if I if I see you for a game and you don't wear it, and then I will uh, remind you. <laughs> yeah, to put it on. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. Um, do do your older brothers also get one? No, get that's one? actually also why it's really important. It's because uh, it's because of the statement uh, of me being being the better <laughs> uncle. <laughs> ah, okay, okay, <laughs> okay. 
Okay, I will. Uh, I will tell my uh, little. I hope I will get one from my nephew soon. <laughs> yeah, but I think we are both good uncles. So, yeah. Um, okay, then that's really nice. That's a really nice thing. Um, I will go on with my number two, and this is, yeah, for sure not as nice as your gift, but I will always bring my smartphone. Yeah, so. Yeah. Um, without a smartphone, uh, you have to call people or just like, uh, I don't know, look on social media or check the results or have a live stream or uh, whatever from the next opponents. So, yeah, and uh, have contact to friends, family. So uh, that is pretty important for me. So I will bring my smartphone. But I mean, I think that's what everybody is bringing. <laughs> Yeah, I don't have it on my list, but uh, it would definitely, of course, it's it's in my it's 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 one of the first things that I'm looking for when I'm I'm heading out. Yeah. Um, and my my number two uh, is like a motivation uh, thing, um, but I'm not bringing it to every tournament. Uh, it's primarily in the uh, in in the Danish uh, league. Uh, for example, like the last year, we lost the. The final on golden goal uh, after being undefeated during the entire season uh, so therefore it was really like uh, devastating losing even though it, it uh, even though i have won it already four times and the motivation of winning it is not as high anymore then the motivation of not losing it is uh, is yeah. still up there uh, so i always bring um, now and i also did it because the, the actually the exact same thing happened last like the year before as well so I'll, I bring uh, a silver medal uh, from the last year in my bag um, and I'll just uh, have it uh, amongst my things and uh, occasionally look at it and just get uh, a bit motivated by it. Uh, and <laughs> it actually it actually resulted in, in a bit of uh, an argument between my brother Yep and me because he thought that it was... Uh, and that's why it's in my bag now and not a, a, around the tent where we're hanging out because he thinks that he thinks that it's uh, it's real bad karma <laughs> and i look i look upon it as uh, as really um, motivational so uh, yeah so therefore it's in my bag and not uh, not in the in the team's tent <laughs> so yeah good you, you don't want to have like an argument with your brother so and with your all the other teammates so yeah yeah, but, no, no, no. yeah, I can I can understand that, but it's funny you have a lot of like meaningful things on your list uh, compared to me. I just have like, oh, this is um, giving me a better time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like you have the towel, you have the like, the lucky charm from your nephew. You have like, um, so it's um, yeah, I feel a little bad. Oh, right my now. my but my number one is also really material. And it's it's by far <laughs> it's by far the most important one. <laughs> okay, but then I will go uh, and uh, go on with my number one, and this makes me probably a little bit more meaningful because I always and it's not like that I like put them put that in my bag because that would be like forbidden, but I always bring a family member. Oh. I remember like every like every big uh, European World Championship, always like one of my brothers. Or two of my brothers, or also my my parents uh, were there, and uh, yeah, that that really means a lot to me. That I always uh, bring my family with me, or also when I was just just coaching uh, in, in Coimbra, um, 
my parents were there and also my my brothers uh the one brother but yeah oh, yeah so that is that is uh yeah that is uh pretty important for me and it's always good to to have them around uh, to to i don't know get the um they get your back you know it's um it's always good to have the to feel them there yeah oh, that's actually really good you're you're ending on a really good note now <laughs> it's good so what is your number one? <laughs> uh, ah, God damn it. Uh, yeah, but it's also really important. But yeah, I can actually really understand that. It all, it's always really important for me that uh, especially my brothers uh, are around. Jeppe, he's really good at always being there and surprising us. Uh, it's really, uh, I truly, uh, I truly love that. It's not in my big yeah. five though, but... Uh, <laughs> It's, I mean, it's not a. I can see it's not a thing what you bring. I mean, yeah. they are coming on their own will, but I didn't have anything else. So I, I think it's, I think it's a good one. I think it's a good one. Um, but uh, I have, uh, and that's mainly at bigger championships. Uh, but I always bring my computer, uh, and that's basically just because I think like I'm just a real like polo nerd. So I like to. I like to relax by looking at the other uh, games that have been played during the day, uh, yeah. like trying to see if anybody has any anything new and uh, how to if if I can figure out how to unlock their defenses and uh, figure out stuff like that, and also yeah. looking at our own games and uh, especially look at uh, looking at my own play um, from. Yeah, especially when I'm doing bad or uh, not doing the the best that I could have done or missing shots, trying yeah. to analyze why why I didn't uh, didn't do a better job. Uh, so that's really really important for me. Yeah, I can understand that. Um, luckily, so when I was a player, I didn't have a computer. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and since I was a coach, I always had like players who bring a computer. Um, so that's. Um, yeah, but I can totally understand that. Uh, I mean, to to see what you do right, what you do wrong, uh, do like video sessions with a team or alone. I mean, that's um, that's important. And yeah, we we did that too. Oh, so me with my teams, we did that too. And uh, I think it's um, I mean, it's a it's a great great thing to bring. And but one question you you said that. So I can say that when I look a game and where I played, I always looking what I do. It's like, oh, what, what do I, oh, what, why I do, didn't do that better? Are you all, all, uh, also focus more on yourself or on the whole team? Uh, um, uh, that depends. Um, if we have played a bad game, like as a team, I'm, yeah, I'm looking way more into that. Uh, but if I've played a bad game personally, I'm I'm looking at that. Yeah. It's, I would say it's fairly rare that I would look at uh, at things where it has just become where where, where everything clicked and everything was uh, sound and safe. Yeah. Um, and actually, that's like uh, I learned that uh, there's a lot of stories about uh, about Kobe Bryant, but uh, but I I I. I uh, I watched an interview with him uh, at one point where he said that that he always would look at his failures and he always would analyze those. Uh, yeah. And then, 
uh, not because I'm a, a huge Kobe Bryant fan or anything, but it just it just made so much sense to me that. So the mentality of him. Uh, yeah. Ah, not the mentality of him, but trying. <laughs> Trying to no, but I mean to, to the mentality. I mean with like, okay, um, this was this was wrong. Uh, yeah. Um, how can I do it better? That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. definitely. And like just figuring out, uh, was it just coincidences? Was it could you have done anything better? What what could you have done? And uh, yeah, almost every time yeah. it's uh, it's no coincidence that uh, that you lost the ball or lost the sprint or made a yeah. wrong choice uh, defense wise. So lost uh, your head or anything um, yeah just to reflect uh, upon those those things uh, yeah that's that's what i really like to do yeah then this uh, sounds yeah pretty um understandable reasonable yeah <laughs> and with uh, with that like uh, i would uh, come to the end yeah so i hope uh, that you are able to see some more uh, games soon yeah. I'd like to analyze your games soon so I hope that we all have like a kind of normal season uh, all over the world and hopefully a world championship so you can analyze more of them and uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, thank you for being uh, here for us today yeah. and, thank uh, you for having me thank you for sharing your time and all your um, yeah, personal and private, uh, polo, not all of them, but you know, some private uh, insights uh, in your polo life. Yeah, no worries. Yeah, it was nice. Yeah, it's a good thing this podcast. I'd like to, uh, I'd like to say that. Yeah, thank you. Um, okay, then I can only wish both of us a good night. Yeah, and uh, for you a good lunch, uh, dinner, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> I'm starving. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, then tune in, um, listen, and we are out.